Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. I'm so happy to welcome Nicole Bethune Winters here today. Hey, Nicole. Hi. I hope you're having a wonderful time out there in sunny California. I am. It's tough life out here. It's beautiful every day. <laughs> <laughs> tough life, eh? I don't buy it. <laughs> Many moons ago, I lived in California, and um, I never could complain about the weather. That is for sure. Oh, it's so nice. I never want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you all a bit about Nicole. Um, she is a poet, ceramic artist, and yoga teacher. She grew up in Virginia Beach, and a piece of her heart is still buried beneath the pier on 15th Street. She currently resides in Southern California where she makes and sells pottery out of her home studio. And when she isn't practicing yoga, writing, or making coffee mugs, we'll find her off exploring new landscapes in constant pursuit of inspiration. Brackish is her debut collection. Well, congratulations for a debut book. How does that feel? Thank you. Um, it still kind of doesn't feel real yet. Um, because it's still, in, we're still in the pre-order period. So it's like, it comes out August 26th is when it, it's going to like actually ship. So I feel like it, like it feels real, but it doesn't. I think it'll feel more real when I have like the actual book in my hands. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's really sure. exciting. Well, <laughs> congratulations for getting that done. That is no small feat. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to share the, the page that shows your book. Here we go. And this is available uh, for pre-order on Finishing Line Press, eh? Yes. Wonderful. It is. Yeah, until July 1st, so. <laughs> until July 1st? Oh, well, if everybody needs to hurry up and get that book. Off. I know, yeah. It's like another two weeks. So I've got another two weeks to sell a few more copies. Um, but yeah. And then I'll be out on tentatively August 26th. So tell us about this book. What is Brackish um, themed by or about? Um, so this one I wrote, I started writing it in college um, in my poetry seminar. So like the kind of core bit of it was written in that seminar. Um, and so it's like a lot of like ocean imagery. It's a lot of kind of stuff like that I went through and experienced on on the east coast mostly I was living on the east coast when I wrote most of this book so like a lot of the environments and stuff that inspired um the imagery and stuff and it is like from that side of the country um but yeah it's just sort of like a little bit of a window I guess into kind of life and all of that and um it's like heavily filtered through kind of this lens of like very like ocean centered imagery cat um <laughs> but um but yeah and so that's kind of like where I ended up with the title brackish um was, was this idea of like mixing kind of this like love for the ocean and like kind of like love for life and like the ways in which like I'm kind of like filtering my life experience like through this like 
I guess, metaphor, if that makes sense, you know, just like working a lot with that. Um, And so like animals running all around me. (laughs) If cat wants to be a part of this too, that's fine. She does. (laughs) Not to be left out. Um, (laughs) um, But yeah, so I, I, it probably took me, I think it took me about three years to finish it. Um, I didn't really like I mean, I had it and I was like, oh, like I have this chat book basically. And then I guess like I'll keep adding to it. And I just kept writing. And then, and then I had like a whole book. (laughs) Figured I should probably start doing something with it. And so I kind of blasted it out um, on Submittable and like got lucky really. Um, And it got picked up and then like the rest has been a bit of a whirlwind um yes. so just kind of dive in to figure out how you like promote a book and like all of that kind of thing so how many years did you work on this would you say um i think from about three years three yeah about three years um and then i three years writing it. And then I spent a couple months kind of workshopping it and, you know, like running through and like, I, I cut some pieces out. Um, so I went through like a couple like pretty heavy rounds of edits and then I started sending it out, um, in like the summer of 2019. Um, I think, no, the summer of 2020. I started sending it out summer of 2020. And then I got picked up um, by Finishing Line Press like later that fall and then like was set to be published like a year out. So it was like, this is really exciting, but it's not happening for a year. So like that was, <laughs> um, that was and like, I don't know. It was like kind of weird. It was like, oh, it's real, but it's not real. Feels more real now that it's like actually available for pre-order, and you know it's coming out in a couple months. So I'm gonna be able to actually like hold the thing. Um, but yeah, so that's an interesting process. You know, like I've never had a book published before, so this has all been like a huge learning experience for me. Um, but it's been really fun. <laughs> what advice would you have for someone who's like feel like they finished their chapbook and they're like wanting to send it out, but they're nervous about it? What would you What would you suggest? I just, I honestly, like I just got on submittable and I, you know, like how you can, you can go on and filter things and all of that. And so I like filter for poetry and filtered for like first book things, you know? And then I just started basically like just sent it to as anyone that was open reading period. Um, And it's like definitely got some rejections, you know, but like, it is what it is. I think, I think the biggest Hard thing is like, if you feel really good about it um, and you feel like it's something that you want to put out there and you feel, you feel like it's your best work, you know, then like you just, not everyone's going to love it. So you just got to get that past that part, find a little bit of like artistic detachment and, um, and just keep sending it out. And I think that like, if it's something that you've spent a lot of time working on there's like some there's someone out there you know that's gonna like vibe with it it's just you got to find the people that that are looking for your voice i guess 
And you had mentioned that you workshopped it. Do you have like some groups that you work with, like other writers that you look over each other's work or do you use do another form of workshopping? I do now. I didn't have like I have a, I have a friend here that like we both write poetry and so we'll like sit down and really hash things out. Um, at the time, I didn't know any other writers out here. I had just recently moved out to California. Um, but I did actually send it to my one of my professors from college. And so he gave me some feedback, um, like as a jumping off point. And then I just sort of like went in and really like was very self-critical <laughs> um, and kind of like tore it apart a couple times and put it back together. Um, so yeah, so it's like, it's definitely nice. I, that's probably one of the things I miss most about being in school is like having just like a room full of poets, you know, and you're all like doing the thing together. You're like, <laughs> you're all going through your work and you're all like giving constructive criticism. And it's like, this nice, like beautiful space where everyone's being like really intensely vulnerable, but like also really compassionate and really like helpful. I think I took that for granted when I was in school. Cause it's like, you don't, what else do you have that opportunity? You know, it's not the easiest thing to find um so it's been really nice like having someone here to like connect with and like we can sit down and like go over things together and like hash stuff out and like get some constructive criticism and feedback um that's been really awesome it's real important to have a, a group of people that you can go to i i have that and it's invaluable it's wonderful um you know i've also used you know paid poetry editors um but it's really nice when you can get a group to work with because i mean it can be expensive to have someone do a complete edit of your work but if you feed back to one another then you're kind of doing a shared thing so it works out absolutely yeah it's like more of a shared experience and it's like you're all kind of doing you're all in it together like it's like everyone's invested in everybody else's success and it's really it's just like a really cool environment to be in Absolutely. You are 100% on that. Now you are also an artist. Um, tell yes. us a bit about that. What do you do? Um, so I'm a ceramic artist. Um, so I, I do everything out of my home studio in my garage, um, which I like, we have like a three car garage. So I basically like walled off the one section after we moved in and turned it into a pottery studio. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I make mostly coffee mugs cause it's my favorite. <laughs> um, I like the people use them every day. I love coffee. So I use them every day. Um, and so that's, that's like my favorite item. I'm trying to like branch out a little bit more, but I basically, we'll throw pretty much everything. I know this, is a, this page is a little slow, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can kind of like see some of it, but it's all very much based on um, kind of these experiences of like traveling out into nature and like really like immersing myself in that and then coming back and figuring out how to translate that experience like visually onto like a piece of art. Um, and so like I've, I've been working with a lot of landscapes and stuff lately. That's kind of been my, my biggest thing um, more recently is like working with 
carving these landscapes and everything. And I just like recently started working with some new processes this week. So we'll see how that works out. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like in a lot of ways, it's like really kind of tied to the way right now too. Um, like all of my like newer work is like huge. I mean, all of my, all of my written work in general is like pretty heavily influenced by like my, my um, experiences with the environment and kind of like being like that feeling of like being kind of immersed out in nature and like since moving out to California there's like so much to do out here there's like so many different places to go see and um and so I'm kind of taking every opportunity that I can to get out there and uh go camping and hiking and experience all these new like beautiful landscapes that like I've never really had the chance to get out and see before. Um, and so it's like hugely influenced off my creative work. Like all of that is kind of, I think grown a lot in a lot of ways. Um, and so it's like having these experiences and then trying to like boil them down and filter them in a way that like they become like more universally relatable um, and like hopefully resonate with other people. And so like with the pottery, um, like I'm, I'm drawing these places that I have been and like have experienced, but like, I'm also trying to articulate them in a way that like, even if you haven't been to the same place, you're like, oh, but that reminds me of this other place that I've been. And it's like, so you build that connection with the piece too. Um, which like, you know, it's like same thing in poetry, right? It's like, you have your own personal experience that, that like leads to the poem, but like you want it to resonate, you know, like beyond that. Um, and hopefully kind of like tie into something that somebody else is going through and like build that connection that way. So they're kind of like, they're different, but they're also like very tied together in that, you know, that like looking to connect with the person that's experiencing the art, I guess. Yeah, I would love to hear your poetry. Would you share some with us today? Sure. I've got three short pieces from my book pulled up. So I'll just kind of dive into reading those. <laughs> right, this first one is Sienna. Skin sunburnt at golden hour, amber glass shards, a bottle of vanilla extract, salt corroded light dancing on the tree canopy whispering to fresh rain saturated clay between toes, her tree flush exposed behind peeling bark slopping. Salt soaked sandalwood basking, the skin of a conch, a gentle burn of incense. Some days fresh from that broken bottle, teeth bared, slicing, but mostly wave beaten, frosted edges softened, low tide at dawn, and the final breath of smoke. This next one is anemia. Breaths thicken to the walls of my throat, everything dimmer, brown beach grass spreadle, the ocean too full of salt and feverish laps on the shoreline. Abandoned sand, I wish I could spread clouds, poke them with a needle, like the veins that push against my skin full of lethargic blood. And this last one is maybe I'll drown. I fall back into waves beating against me, pulling hair spreads and swims, catches and jellyfish tentacles. Minnows peck my skin until their stomachs gorge and hold them too far under the surface. If 
by swallow salt and sink, submit to the pool of a rip current, then curl an anemone might grow on my skull. My ears ring as the tides grab handfuls of shells and steal them away. Thank you. I particularly like the very last one of, of the three. I like all of them, but that last one really, I could feel that like that was an experience of drowning. I could get it really engaged and immersed in that. And wow, that's something. I noticed that your, your poetry is all in lowercase and that you write in lowercase. Is there a story behind that? Yes, I, that's like a, that's fully just like an aesthetic hang up for me. Um, I, I just like aesthetically don't love capital letters, <laughs> which like is, I don't know, seems weird for like an English major. <laughs> like, um, like I love like grammar and copy editing and all of that. But like when it comes to, I don't know, I think I also like that in poetry, you can kind of make your own rules in a lot of ways. Like you can just, just make these decisions like because aesthetically you like them and then like run with it. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't know. I've always just sort of had this like in a casual way, like hang up with, with like really only liking lowercase letters. Um, I also like only write on my computer in Baskerville old face. So like, there's like, it's just like one of those little like writing quirks, I guess. Um, but yeah, like aside from like, I guess like eye contractions, cause like, I don't like love the look of standalone lowercase eyes. <laughs> I keep everything lowercase. <laughs> wrong with that? Um, I just was curious if you were inspired by, you know, a poet to do this or if you had some, you know, philosophy behind it. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No rules. You're right. <laughs> with poetry, we make our own rules. And that's one of the things I love about poetry is we can make our own rules. Yeah, right. It's like you make learn our the own rules. Words. <laughs> exactly. It's like you learn the rules, but then you get to break all of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you need to know the basics and then you can veer away and make it work. So that's wonderful. Is that one of your mugs there that you have in your hand? This is actually not one of mine, but it is one of my favorite ones that I have. Um, it's a Mike Walsh mug, actually. I bought it on a trip in Santa Fe so <laughs> sentimental mug yes yeah I actually one of my things uh when I travel is I try to buy a piece of pottery um everywhere I go if I have the opportunity to so I'm always like searching out the local pottery shop um and trying to buy like a local piece of art um that I can bring home and then like use every day so <laughs> wonderful I am a mug collector and if I would, were to go into a pottery when I travel, it's definitely where I would buy my mug. Yes, sure. yeah, absolutely. Nicole, it's been wonderful having you here today. I'll put your links in the show notes and give people an opportunity to, to pre-order your book or they'll have to wait until August to get it. So you'd hurry up and get that book. I know, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You have a great day. Thank you, you too. Thanks.